Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Happy Throwback Thursday, everybody. Well, look who's in the house today. Look, look who's, look, now there you are. Now there's there's that that face, that face that somehow, oh, how are you listeners? Oh, it's been a while. You know, actually it's a podcast so they don't see our face. Maybe it's the sweetest sounds I've ever heard. A little, Bob, a little Bob Goulet for us, Rob? Oh, I was trying to do Richard Kiley, but that's okay. Oh, Richard Kiley. One of my favorite voices of all time. Uh, I, yeah. You, there's that YouTube clip of him singing, Mar- uh, what they call the wind Mariah. Oh, my gosh. It is can, just truly magical. I love I ask, Richard Kiley. Can I ask you a really stupid question? Sure. Is it, why don't they just say they call the wind Maria? It's right, because it's spelled Maria, yeah, wouldn't like it be Maria M-A-R-I-A-H? too. Wow. H Mariah. Yeah, like why Mariah? But it's 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 Mar- you know Maria. That? Do you know yeah. why? Uh, I do not know why. I should L- find listeners. This out. No listeners. Maria, what a great name! I mean, like that's like they call the wind Maria. But maybe that because it's a whole thing about. You know, because in the show, there's like, there's the whole Mexican contingency. Maybe they didn't want it to be too. Oh. So like Mariah is ethereal and, and not that a Maria what? can't be ethereal. No, but it's no, a no, no. Like, but at that time, what a great yeah. observation. Friends, if you know the answer to why they call the wind Mariah. <laughs> or if you even know what song we're talking about. about but yes. <laughs> or if you've stumbled onto this podcast by accident, we're very sorry. Well, uh, welcome so back, I, everyone. Yeah. It's, it's good to see you, my friend. Yeah, I miss you, Rob. Oh, I miss you. Okay, so um, we should probably catch up a little bit because I haven't seen you in a long time. What have you been? been What it's been a minute. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six (laughs) hundred minutes, which is basically how long it's been since we've recorded an episode. (laughs) It really, it really. Oh, that's really Uh, how we got the largest. How do you measure a year in the pandemic? (laughs) Uh, We uh, everything's good. Crying, crying. (laughs) In and lots the, of crying. In the crying. business shut down. <laughs> I got no work. No, uh, <laughs> it's been good. It's been uh, actually, thankfully, I've been teaching a lot. So that's been wonderful. Yes. In fact, this, this weekend, my students at the Professional Conservatory of Musical Theater, they graduated and it was a really, really, really wonderful, uh, wonderful time. They had a showcase and it was just, it was a very proud, very proud teacher. Um, oh. And, yeah. And of course, raising uh, a child is uh, always <laughs> an adventure <laughs> how, um how Crawford is yeah it's so, Crawford now yeah so listeners you have li- if you've listened to us for any amount of time you've sort of been through the the gamut you've heard it all but now my son is almost three he's going to turn three in June um and he is just full of life he is so happy and he loves all things dinosaurs and cars and 
uh, he's very uh, empathetic and he's a good kid and he's just really, really wonderful. And it's just a, an adventure every day. He's he is a, adorable. He is he's adorable. Really I'm he's, not going to ask about when a brother or sister might come because I know, <laughs> people, <laughs> no. I know people don't like that question. But <laughs> we, thought, we thought we thought we'd have two and then we had the one and we were like, okay, this is good for now. Let's oh, just. Absolutely. Let's Absolutely. just really invest in this, but no, it's been really, it's been really, it's been really amazing. That was been that was one of the the um, the silver linings of the whole pandemic because we yeah. I was home all the time. So for the last two years, I've really gotten to to you know be with him and and spend quality time with him. Mm. The last eight months, I've been teaching and working and doing a normal schedule, so I've been away a little bit. But to have that foundation has been really, really, really wonderful, and uh, I just I couldn't be happier. So yeah, it's been really good. Well, I couldn't yeah. be happier for you. Okay. Well, thank you. All right, Rob, That's what's fine. going on in your That's life? That's fine. I don't, he doesn't need a brother or sister. It's okay. <laughs> you can be, you can be the, the, you know, the, the, the great uncle, the, the, the great as in wonderful, capital G, not old, but oh, no, uh, it's a, it's an old, <laughs> it's an old, I have so much great, whatever's left of my hair is so great now. Um, uh, but no, I'll be, I'll be anything you want me to be. I'd love, uh, but uh, call me, call me uncle Rob and I'll, I'll take him to shows. Definitely. I and then one day that. he can he can write about it in his autobiography. Uncle exactly. Rob used to show up in his jalopy and a straw hat, ready to take me to see the newest follies. It was 2030, <laughs> and I don't know why he still wore this hat or drove this old Or car. drove the jalopy. <laughs> or even knew what the follies were. Exactly. Or what a jalopy is. Uh, what do you, what do you been, how you been busy? I know, I know a lot of things that you've been doing. So why don't you uh, tell us oh, a little bit. Oh, uh, a theater company had our second season. Uh, Loved G2 it. Musical Theater Spotlight. We did a class act, a day in Hollywood, a night in the Ukraine, and uh, The Baker's Wife. Yeah, uh, and those and those were our three shows, and I'm so touched because lots of our podcast listeners showed up. Oh, show. so thank you all. That's thank wonderful. You. It was That's so wonderful. Really cool. It was very sweet. And now we're talking about what we're going to do next year for season Ooh. three. Okay. So if anyone's got ideas, pitch them our way. Uh, should I put Robert and Elizabeth on the list, Kevin? Uh, I've that one. I've got a couple ideas. Got a couple. I would love to see a Harold Rome. I think a Harold Rome yes. show might be nice. What do you want, F you know? Fanny? Uh, I, 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 Fanny, maybe Destry, like Destry as again. Come on. Uh, uh, I can get it for your wholesale is really interesting. I don't know if, if it hurts I up might. as well, but I think that it could really be very interesting. And, and it's got quite a good score. And David Merrick produced it. It was, it had, you know, there was a lot of credibility to it. I like that score. I really like that score. It's... Probably not Gone with the Wind, though, I'm thinking. Uh, you mean Nay Scarlet? You mean Nay? <laughs> you mean Nay Scarlet Tokyo original cast recording 1974? Why? cover scarlet <laughs> i think that's what you meant to say that's the one the one and only great songs though great songs oh yes yeah oh, no it actually no it is it actually is a really great really yeah score, but i don't think no i don't i don't think we can i don't think we can burn atlanta on that tiny no, stage but i i would be curious some of the things that you're thinking about because there are so many hidden gems out there that um yeah really deserve to be re-explored other than goldilocks you know there's oh my god an yes. angel an angel yeah. of course but uh, I, uh, I, those I like are never going to be done they're never going to be done but it's, oh it's, who knows it's fun. It's, it, it's fun to dream uh, what's that from that was beautiful uh, I don't know. It's, it's fun. It, it, no, it, oh, it, it, she uh, likes basketball. How about that? Oh, yes. It's nice to dream. dream. Yeah, there you go. I think wow. I would I'll be honest with you. I that think song. What, you like it or you don't like it? It's one of my favorite songs. What is that? What is that half-half sign? What is that? I don't know. I, sometimes I love it and sometimes I'm like, eh. I don't know. She likes basketball. How about, How about that? that? It's the rhythm of a dribbling That's ball. Something in common to, oh, I oh, it's I hit, I feel it. It's like hit okay. over my head. Like when okay, you... okay, get it right on the nose there. <laughs> I I was convinced I could be a musical theater actor on Broadway because I grew up listening to people like Jerry Orbach, mm. who like is a beautiful singer. But like, but pitchy in some like live performances. Oh, they had. Remember when they redid the Promises Promises album? They they they, oh, they remastered it. Yeah, yeah, they remastered it because it was so. You know, it. Ooh, ooh, but I thought. Yeah. But I thought like, oh, if if you can sing like that and be on Broadway, I've got it made. And well, I was wrong. <laughs> you are a fantastic performer. You're I so funny. Wrong. I'm obsessed. But the, he wrote, but you have to figure also Jerry Orbach was inventing it. You know, he didn't go to school for Yes, yes. Boy, that's a he good didn't point. Go, you know, he he just was doing it. You know, that whole generation of performers had to kind of make it up as they go along. And and for him to say, All right, no, it's the singing has got to be there, but it's more about the storytelling. Oh, 
boy, you're right for that. You're right. You're right. I don't know. No, you're right. Little That's musical. Still pitchy. <laughs> I'll, I'm little, okay. Now here, here's some little musical theater trivia for you. Ooh. Right, here we go. In Promises, Promises, he invites her to the basketball game, right? And she doesn't show up. But in the movie, The Apartment, the source material, he invites her to see a Broadway musical and she doesn't show up. What Broadway musical does he invite her to? How now, Dow Jones? No, oh, that's <laughs> a, I don't know. Not, a, not a bad choice. It's the music man. Of he course, gets tickets. Of to, he gets tickets to the Music Man. See, I'm not a movie buff like you are, Rob. I oh, haven't. I, I haven't even seen The Apartment. I'm, in, what? I'm ashamed. To, I it's know. So I know. Good. I know. I know. Is it? Yeah. I. I, I honestly haven't seen it. Have I've you just ever not played seen a lot of the classics? Shock and Promises. Promises. No, because there's not a lot of productions of Promises. Promises that are being done, really. So you. I would, just, I would love to. You just wait. You just. I would wait love to. Me. Yeah, I wish. That'd Everyone be fun, I... actually. Yeah. I, I that's I got I love I actually really love that. I I went through a phase in my life where I listened to that score probably every day because when it was remastered I had they gave you a double disc right they gave you the remastered score and then like the, the original. original with yeah. like the you know and and you heard all this new the strings everything just sounded so more vibrant but I think every one of those little songs as dated and problematic as some of them are is is a bop you know it, there is like you know the the whole uh upstairs two flights up. Up. Da, 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 it's so 70s and, and, and this is a burt Bacharach score mm -hmm. folks so it's got that whole bouncy contagious hummable score uh that's that's really i don't know i like it and then and then it's got jill o'harris singing i'll never fall in love again and uh Yep, I've worked with her once. Okay, uh, so <laughs> I'm just going to move on. Okay, um, all right, all right. Segue, segue, segue. Move on! Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that was my rock version. Okay, so yes, I've been doing that. I've been finally seeing some theater. Whoa, I got to see Plaza Suite. First show I ever directed in high school, my friend. No, Plaza Suite. Wow. Yep, Boy, and I, and ahead I of your time. Oh, yeah, I was a junior and I cast myself in the leading role. And starred. And started. I mean, yeah. I mean, and directed it. You started yes. and directed it. Yeah, wow. yeah. Bold, yeah. bold, yeah. Rob. Very bold. Well, you know, much like Andre Gregory, I see myself as a visionary who doesn't know how to use Zoom. Remember, uh -huh. Kevin, Kevin, remember you thought he was testing us? You thought he knew? I still think that he was playing. He knew how to use Zoom and he just that, wanted to fuck he was, with us. It was like one of his little like theater techniques. This like, this guy like had us for 15 minutes and he was just sitting there. Just, just looking at us. us. Just trying to figure out who are these guys? What are they? Well, I could get to know them on, you know, based on their reaction to this. Oh, yes. This yes. Theater experiment that he gave. Oh, us. absolutely. I'm sure like Wallace Shawn called him that night and he was like, <laughs> well, you'll never believe what I did tonight. <laughs> I had two men looking at me and I thought, well, what if I put them in a dramatic situation? Yes. Yes. And, and I see did. how their human natural behavior <laughs> took over. And it was, it was fascinating, Wally. It was just fascinating. Wallace Shawn is like, you're not wearing clowns again, are you? Uh, yeah, and he's like, I'll write a 10-hour 10, 10 play about this, actually. <laughs> Poor Wallace Shawn. Okay, oh, so anyway, I saw Plaza Suite. Yeah. And God, whatever happened to the Boulevard comedy? Like, tell, tell us, tell us the so, may not know what that means. What, what do? And the, obviously, so many of us know what that means. But tell us what what is a boulevard comedy? Rob? Boulevard comedy is kind of what sitcoms became. And uh, uh, back in the fifties and sixties, it was the tired old businessman comedy, which was you. It was just a, a promises, a Neil, promises. Promises. I mean, <laughs> a Neil a Neil Simon comedy. Uh, Woody Allen's Don't Drink the Water. Comedies that had no sort of substance to it. Like you're not supposed to leave with a big moral message. You don't have to think. You can just no. go and have a good time. You know, you just go in and you just like enjoy yourself. Mm. Um, and so things like, oh, uh, uh, will success spoil Rock Hunter? The Seven Year Itch. Uh, and the list goes, Boeing Boeing is actually an example of a, of a Boulevard comedy. So it's just a play that goes, it makes you like Plaza Suite fits that category. And I was worried going into it because I was like, it's, it's, it's a very dated piece. The whole second act is about name dropping. And if yeah. you don't know who Yvette Mimieux is, you might be a little bit behind. Thank God I did in the woman in the oxygen mask next to me. She also <laughs> knew. Um, <laughs> she was kind enough to give me a ride back to the home. Um, she said, whatever, yeah. ha yeah. whatever yeah. happened to Yvette Mimieux? 
And I said, I don't know whatever happened to your pants, madam. Uh, and so we had a nice time. At she the said, hey, you want some? You want some? You want some? Uh, don't say that at the time I saw very warm for, no, is it very warm for May? No. Oh, it sounds so, like it. No, no, I married an angel. I saw I married an angel at Encores and the guy started to sing, it's very warm for May. And I swear to you, this Yenta behind me said, it's already April. <laughs> full voice. And some old queen went over and yelled at her. And it was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, only at Encores could that kind of fight happen. Yeah, I mean, where there's really no in the, fight. In the balcony, yeah. yeah. In the balcony. Oh, I don't like that yeah. balcony up there. It scares mm, it's me. It's too far away. You're like a football field away. Yeah. Right? So anyway, I was like, whatever happened to Boulevard Comedy? I was a little bit worried that it was going to be dated. It's not dated. These performances are fantastic. Matthew yeah. Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker are wonderful. It's so nice to see him doing comedy again. Like, um, the, the second act and third act. The third act is brilliant. The third act is absolutely fantastic between the two of them. The second act, they got really well stylistically. The first act, she's got this whole fucking show on her shoulders. Mm. But I forgot what a brilliant actress she is. She started out on stage. I mean, yeah, she's, she's been I, doing it for a long time. She really is wonderful. It's nice to have yeah, them back. Yeah, and if you don't know Plaza Sweet folks, it's a Neil Simon play from 1968. It's a two-hander, um, ideally, or a, a, and it was George C. Scott and Maureen Stapleton. And mm. each act, they play a different couple uh, that all just happened to have had the same hotel room at, at the Plaza Hotel. Um, and this is Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker. And he's a little, oh, he's, he's a little uneven in the first act. But the second and third act, my God, that third mm. act is a home run. Just laughs. And it makes you appreciate how versatile she is as an actress. Beautiful set design by John Lee Beatty, former guest. Um, I, and he was too. Uh, Broderick, we, we, we had. We, he oh, yeah. And Matthew Broderick. Yeah, yeah. And he was great. Um, yeah. But really nicely done. A really wow. beautiful performance from, from the three of them. So, folks, if you're in town, go see Plaza Suite. Maybe we'll rerun the Matthew Broderick episode. Just to get a sense that I thought that was yeah. so fantastic when he was on. He was lovely. Us. He was yeah. lovely. Yeah. So Plaza Suite. And uh, also, if you want any more opinions that Kevin and I might have, but you want them in print, I encourage you to go buy 50 key stage musicals uh, at Routledge Press or on Amazon or support your local black owned bookstore. I think it's good to support local. Um, and so, yeah, so 50 key stage musicals, that's also what I've been working on. Oh, and to tell us more about that. I, I know that some of our listeners are familiar, but what is this? What is ah, this yes. So uh, I was hired by Routledge Press to write a book that makes a case for the 50 most influential musicals, uh, not influential culturally, but influential on the genre. And um, uh, I decided it would probably be great to have other people besides me in there. So I asked 47 other people to each write a chapter. Uh, Kevin's chapter was on Oklahoma. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Amazing. And oh, thank you. if you miss our voices, you can go to 50 Key Stage Musicals, the podcast, where each chapter gets its own podcast episode with a special guest. That's fantastic. I, I love that. And how did you pick, I, I'm just curious, how did you end up, I'm sure you had a lot of musicals on the cutting room floor. I'm sure some people have opinions about like, why'd you include this one, not this one? Where's Pickwick? Uh, you know. <laughs> goes to Charlotte Ray. <laughs> Did not, did not expect that um, no charlotte how did you no no oh, uh, but what how did you pick them how, what was the criteria the criteria was you have to say that if it wasn't for musical a you wouldn't have had musicals b c d and e so that was what we did and so every musical that we did we had like a little web going out of it to show that you know yeah. what, what how you could justify it um musicals that did not make and i'm sure i'm i'm i'm, I'm interested to hear what people have to say because i'm interested to hear like how could you not put in blah blah blah. right but like one of my favorite shows is the music man that's not in there yes a lot of shock over that yeah yeah because i love music man but i was like i cannot point to what did it influence mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know what i mean like yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I i i i couldn't find it um that's not in there i in hindsight i wish i had put in like one of the princess shows uh, because that that I feel like we have a big gap, but maybe next time when we do a second edition, maybe sure. I'll get I'll put in one of the princess shows. Right. Yeah, well, we were we fun. were almost we were almost not going to put in Hamilton because we couldn't figure out because it's so it's so soon it's so new yeah yeah sure. we're, we're like sure. what we it was hard for us to figure out what what other shows are now created because Hamilton existed right. but I think we I think we found our way in so we're good yeah Amazing. Hamilton Dear Evan Hansen were two that we were 
on the fence about, but mm -hmm. read the book. Let us know your opinions. Let us know your thoughts. I'm curious. I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited. Tell us the title again. 50 Key Stage Musicals by in uh, published by Routledge Press. Lovely. And uh, we have a little event coming up in a week. We do. We we're, do. Re we're reprising our trivia night, folks. Oh, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Uh, we're doing uh, our charity is called Maya's Hope, and it's, uh, it's helping out children that are special needs that are currently in the Ukraine that need assistance. And so once again, you know the drill, you can Venmo Robert-Schneider-5, the number five, uh, and five dollars more if you want, and all that money goes to the charity. We don't mm. keep a cent of it, it goes right to the charity. So please join us. And Kevin, what's the theme of this week's trivia? Well, we thought we'd reprise a popular theme that we did a couple years ago during the pandemic, and that would be the theme of Stephen Sondheim. Mm. So we're different questions, I think, but yes. uh, but but more trivia about our great great late Stephen Sondheim, uh, and it's it's always a fun time. I mean, we I'll be playing and singing some songs in one of the categories. Rob will have his witty banter and witty <laughs> questions in another one of them. The questions in some categories will be so so hard that only. Rob will will get them and maybe one or two other people but uh no 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 we really want you to be there because it's a nice time for camaraderie and uh yes. to, ce to celebrate uh this this little crazy art form that we love so much yes and all the money goes to a great cause and That's it's always right. nice to see your faces yes we, we miss seeing you um but now hopefully you've missed us because that's going to justify what we're going to do next it's time. which is give you a favorite thing all right Mr. Thomas who goes first I, I will. I, I'll go first because I know that you, you, you've got. I was a good. Uh, I know that you have some good ones or a good one. So I, I, I was truly shocked that the one that I'm going to talk about. I had a. I probably looked it up three times, thinking that we talked about it. Oh can't my believe, god! Can't believe. And if we have talked about it, everyone just pretend like we haven't. But I really think this is the first time we've talked about it. this. Is a this is a, a video. This is from a concert. I'm gonna go back to the way we used to do this, where you have to guess what it is, because I okay. think you'll guess it right away. This is when you and I would have been in our most indelible, impressionable years growing up. This would have been the late 90s. Mm -hmm. This okay. was a concert that was so epic that I don't think that we've ever come close to a concert that celebrated the art form and preserved it the way that this one night at Carnegie Hall did. And it's shot, like revisiting again. I am is this, completely is this elaborate. My, my favorite yes. Broadway, The Leading Ladies? Yes. Get the fuck out. How, wow. You remember this? Yeah, how have we We've never-, never I know, Rob. All right. Oh boy, I gotta sit up because I'm getting excited. Um, so this is this was called My Favorite Broadway: Colon The Leading Ladies. Now wow. I know that some of you are listening and you're nodding your head vigorously, saying, "Oh yes, 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 of course, this is amazing. I grew up with it." 1998, picture it. You know, <laughs> sep se September what? September 28th, 1998, Carnegie Hall one night concert in this concert directed by for the stage scott ellis great scott ellis previous oh, scott. guest you know uh and and uh david thompson did all the banter and and he wrote that kind of the book behind it but really it was just a collection of all of the leading ladies of broadway of the la of the previous oh i would say 40 50 years and what you have is this collection of almost three hours worth the video is on youtube folks so just type that in the old youtube the only unfortunate thing is that you have to watch an ad every four minutes and it kind of the ads come like right in the middle of the song i'd rather have and right into the end. it's it's not it's not cute it's not fun at all i got very frustrated but the the concert is there and it's free and it is it is so i think important to watch this on for many 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 reasons um there is there is the camp there is the comedy, mm. there is the queens, there is every single thing you can think of in between. Let me, uh, I, I could go through the whole thing. I wanna give you sort of the highlights of, of what this evening was because it really was, um, I forgot how special it was, Rob. I, and oh, I watched it growing up and it was, and it was so, and now it's fun. My favorite thing about musical theater in this art form is that you can love something at 18 and then you can love it at 28 and then you're like 41 and you like it again and you get something out of it differently because yes, you have different yes. you have different contexts. This goes with the books that I read. This goes with cast recordings. This goes with every single facet of this. Uh, and I love that, that it, everything ages and beautifully and you get more out of it. Sometimes your opinions change a little bit. Sometimes you didn't. Like there are performances that I never got before and now I get in a different way. Wait, wait, 
I'm so curious. You said that, like, 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 who? Can you think of one, like, off the top of your head? Yeah, no, I've, I've definitely. Uh, Dorothy Loudon. I watched Dorothy Loudon's mm, performance. Mm. So, so in the concert, they, they, you get about, oh, I would say almost a dozen performances of of these grand dames of musical theater who are singing the songs that they sang originally. Let me give you a list of the ones. So this is people that, you know, some years earlier, sometimes it's only a couple years earlier, like mm. Faith Prince. Faith Prince is giving on Going Back from Bells Are Ringing. That was just, that was just like, that was about to be uh, produced actually. Yeah, then yeah. Got, then you got Faith Prince singing, um, you know, Adelaide's Lament. So that was in 1992, so that's seven years earlier. Then you've got Priscilla Lopez singing Nothing from Chorus Line, which was 20 years earlier, 23 years Years earlier you've got Leah Delaria who sings I can cook but on the town that she revived and was you know well known for Deborah Monk had just done uh, Steel Pierce singing everybody's girl um, then you get the 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 real legends like uh, Jennifer Holiday singing and I'm telling you I mean she the audience she was the penultimate I think she's the penultimate singer and she literally brought the audience to their feet with her that very fascinating version of the song which is truly iconic in every single way i don't know if anybody oh. could do some of the things that she did no. and get away with it and yet everything from the the back bend holding the microphone like she's gonna swallow it at the very end of the song to to the the oh my favorite part is when she 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 holds the lab and she tells the orchestra to cut yeah. off yes. her oh, hand. Yeah, she's waving, she's her waving hand. in the yeah, background. Yeah, yeah. Like, Paul, Paul, Paul Geminati, stop, stop, stop. It's me. It's my, my turn, my turn. <laughs> All that stuff. I I live for it. Um, you got Dee Hody, uh, Could I Leave You, which she did at Paper Mill Playhouse. Mm. But then you've got the real legends, like Elaine Stritch. She was the last you know solo singer she gives you. You know, here's the ladies who lunch, ladies who lunch. Uh, I mean, I talk about a legend. But then... Uh, for, to answer your question, finally, it really was the Dorothy Loudon, who we would lose just a couple years later. Oh, yeah. Dorothy Loudon, who won the Tony Award for playing Miss Hannigan and Annie, who was known as this comedian, you know, really legendary comedian. And I did not appreciate her when I was younger the way that I now do. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And we interviewed Billy Goldenberg, the guy who wrote, you know, Ballroom, which this song was from. I love this song so much. I think it's such a perfect song about love, about, you know, wanting to be with someone. And if you can't have all of them, but you love them so much, you just want a part of them, that that's, that's yeah. worth it. And she, you feel like she's delivering the last performance of her life. And I don't know if it is, but you get the sense that this is like, an epic moment it was not a big hit it was directed by michael bennett in the early 80s not a huge hit but for her to come back you know 15 years later and sing this song it is and she's her she's her voice is okay it's, it, it's not on like the way it was when you watch her sing some of the other fun, the funny stuff she did but it's so acted and performed so stunningly it, it, it's just magical rob and i i did not appreciate her the way that i do now that's that's definitely an example of that. You know what's so weird? I'm trying to think because she did ballroom in what, like '78, and this concert yes. was was '98. That's right. So it's 20 years. Yes. 20 years from now, we're like 2002. So it's kind of like seeing Sudden Foster do "Gimme Gimme." That's right. I just recently watched that again too. And when you play those numbers, I feel games, so old. It, oh, you want me to make it worse? Wait, what's the one that really got me? Uh, 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 so uh, Priscilla Lopez. Priscilla. No. Uh, yeah, Priscilla Lopez uh, singing. Um, no, there was someone else that was, it was like removed from, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, when you watched the opening of the concert, it is the only two male people that are in drag, Tony Roberts and Robert Morris, yeah. RIP. We lost Robert, Robert. Morris just recently, Morris. Um, but they sing The Beauty That Drives a Man Mad from the musical Sugar, which was in 1972. So that's like ish, 26 mm. years before that concert, right? We are about 24 years since the concert. That's almost the same gap. That kind of rocks my world. That that that's the difference in time. Do you know what I'm oh, saying? God like Almighty! Isn't that crazy? Um, it, it, or Priscilla Lopez singing nothing. Um, Nell Carter singing uh, from with the great late Luther <laughs> Henderson on right. Luther Henderson on the piano though, tickling the ivories with uh, "Ain't Misbehaving," and then Nell comes in and sings uh, the songs from that show. Um, but I think perhaps some of the greatest moments. So those are what I would categorize as the great originals. Mm. Like seeing these originals, these original divas perform 
the things that make them good. Uh, I will give you my favorite part in just a second, but I wanted the other category of people are the up and comers. Now the up and comers now are the ones who are actually now legitimate legends of in their own yes, right, right yes, now. Yes. Uh, we had Audra McDonald literally was the concert. I mean, she sang three different songs. She almost closed the concert. She she was in the beginning. She did that really famous Angela Weber trio that everybody talks about. That the, the Weber great, Love Trio. That uh, the Weber Love Trio. That David Loud. I've got to shout him out. That he 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 uh, arranged. Uh, David Loud, the great music director and music arranger, did that. Um, that was with Audra uh, and Maren Maisie. Maren Maisie and uh, my favorite of all time, Judy Kuhn. And they did three different Angela Weber songs. Unexpected song. I don't know how to love him. And love changes everything. And it was like a mashup before we actually knew what mashups were. And it's yes. it's absolutely stunning. And it's ruined it for anyone else because it's so hard to do well. And they are just. But you get Audrey, you get Marin, you get Judy, you've got uh, Rebecca Luker giving you a masterclass, a masterclass on how to you know, put over a, a, a golden age ballad, falling in love with love. I mean, it is, boy, what that woman could do with a song and give you vocals and give you acting and put it all together and make you buy every single moment of the song. Same thing with where Audra at the end of the show, you're like, what could you possibly do, you know, after some of these legends? Like, you know, I think in the concert, I forget who, I think it's it might be um, Jennifer Holiday, but then Audra comes out and she sings, you know, uh, I never said I love you. And you're like, what? Oh, yeah. Really? This is the song you're going to do? And yet it's, stunning it's absolutely stunning Marin Maisie singing bewitched bothered and bewildered so you get this mix of classics and you get I think a real understanding of how you can make the honor the history of these songs in the style of them and yet sing them as if they are today you know and make people listen in a new way but Rob my favorite part of the concerts is perhaps the campier parts we might call we might say the more shall we say entertaining parts mm. um one of the one, really cool ones is just a really cool idea was that cabaret was running at the time that you know the alan cumming one so they took the kit kat girls and then they took anna kendrick who now is a movie star but anna kendrick was like 13 tony nominated but she was in i think high society uh, yes. and and then they put her and she sings life upon the wicked stage with the kit kat girls that's kind of wild and funky and weird, and I loved it. It's amazing. Um, you also have someone who probably will remain in the 90s and the aughts, but really had the, one of the biggest careers of that time, and that would be Linda Etter, uh, if you remember mm -hmm. Linda Etter, who sings, she sings one of her original songs, Someone Like You, because that's her song made her famous. That's right, that's right, just giving you notes. But um, because Linda is wonderful, but I would say yeah. she's not necessarily an interpreter of more than great amazing singing but the lyric is sort of so then the bold choice to have her sing i am i man of la mancha i am i don't no, do yeah and then and, and if, if you want my favorite part of the song i hope it's my i hope it's my it's, favorite part too go ahead she she turns off stage and she's like just casual because i've seen her in concert two years ago with michael feinstein boy <laughs> not a lot of charisma on that stage but um but uh it was i said that out loud but it was it was but she turns up stage waiting for her moment she turns around and she gives you like mariah carey whistle tones oh and she yes just, for no reason whatsoever but just because she can and yeah. she's like Aah! and then she belts right after that i am key change I it's sick it's crazy it's stupid it shouldn't work and it's amazing it works it's absolutely amazing but perhaps my favorite part of the evening oh no is oh no you get the another person who is a one of the great women of musical theater who actually really never was on stage you know she did a little bit but she produced but she was a she celebrated she uplifted theater and that would be rosie o'donnell comes rosie out. her her dialogue is so freaking funny she's so funny she jokes about how she's always wanted to do this song that was written just for her by Cantor and ebb so she and she starts singing liza with the z it's liza with the z not liza with an s because liza with that's good and then liza sneaks up behind her right and then they have this like witty they sing the end of the song it's funny it's cute it's wonderful and then Liza sings a song, she she sings another, she sings Sing Happy, which is like, all, that's her legendary song from Floor of the Red Menace. You get to see, she's not in great voice. She's not, you can, you can feel the wear on her voice. She's not singing like she did 10 years earlier. However, after she gets done with Sing Happy, which is a, a showstopper as it should be, she sings Some People 
from Gypsy. She tells a little story about Papa and how she, you know, went to go see it when she was a kid, and that was the thing. She wanted oh, to be dear. an ice. She wanted to be an ice skater. And then Papa took me, and yeah. she saw it, and um, and it. She goes into this 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 performance. It's the tempo is the fastest tempo I've ever heard <laughs> of that song. Um, some things to consider while you're watching it, other than the fact that she wears this incredible muumuu. Um, she is, she, the dialogue that she does, it's legendary. We've all talked about it. But uh, in the middle of the song where she talks to Papa, it's just a couple lines in the show. He's like, you're not getting 88 cents out of me, Rose. And then she's like, well, I'll get it now. Get my kids out. But Liza is like, <laughs> oh, here it she's comes. like, she's like, what, what, what? What do you, what, what you mean, okay? I, I, I see they lend more money to the, to the neighbor next door to go to the tracks. Like, she, she makes up all this dialogue. <laughs> all of a sudden, to, it's Shirley yeah, Valentine. You're like, she's like, yeah. hey, you get the guy next door to go to the tracks. And you're like, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, she's got this whole ad lib that, oh, yeah. and she pretends to listen to him. She's like, oh, what, she's listening. What, what do you mean? I'm, I'm going to get my kid. I'm going to go. And then she turns around up stage. Yep. She does the jazz hands that you see. And she flips around again and she's like, goodbye. And every orchestral hit, she hits with her hands. Oh, yes. Blueberry pie. Bah! Good written. It's to all the socials I should. And she ch changes the melody. And Paul, Gemiani, she's like beating the tempo as fast as he can. You know, who actually was absolutely incredible as a music director. I was really impressed by his sensitivity when people were singing. Um, but the uh, the Liza Minnelli performance of some people, I think, is truly one of the most campy. No one could, should get away with that. And yet, I would not win any other version other than the version that Liza Minnelli delivers in that 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 that, that some people. And you've, 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 you've seen the YouTube clip, right? Somebody gives Li Liza Minnelli $88, 88 bucks. Have you seen that? <laughs> what? No. Oh, I have to. I'm going to post this in the info description. Somebody put together the, all the monologues that she's ever done in that no. song and there's oh, 10 no, of no, them. Oh, no, 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 no. You've never seen this? No. Oh, it's, I, I'm going to share it for everybody. Because okay. she, so the thing that's fascinating, and I'll get off of this in a minute, folks, but the reason why it's so fascinated is because clearly I like to see great singing, great storytelling, really everything coming together. She, <laughs> she's giving you straight up camp because she's, that's nothing natural. I mean, it's, it's performative. It's, it is what Liza does so great. And yet she's, tr she's, giving you beats in between lines she's really trying to be like what she adds like <laughs> she changes lyrics and changes like the context of the song to try to make it like conversational at the beginning part what do you mean some people can yeah, try yeah yeah and yeah you're, and you're kind of like all right well she's really having a dialogue right now she's really having a conversation albeit one with sequins and <laughs> and jazz hands and and hitting the orchestra sounds but i buy it all and i'll take it um uh, so yeah, so that was that's probably one of my favorite moments of it, um, and I could probably uh, go on and on and on, and I pr I probably have already. But um, and then there's things that you don't. There's a CD that was put out that you probably could listen to a lot of these songs. But there's some performances that are kind of a little forgotten, like Judy Kuhn singing "Don't Rain on My Parade," Karen Ziemba singing "I Want to Be a Rocket" from the Alan Menken lesser-known show called Kicks uh, with actual rockets in it. Um, it's just the whole thing. There's there's not a dud. I think it's a masterclass on performing this art form. I can't believe that they assembled this roster yes. of 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 like just goddesses and and really gave us this history lesson in celebrating the old the new the contemporary contemporary of that time um and um i don't see anything like that today i i really don't and i i, I think it's harder to do but i would love to see something like that where you get 15 of the originals back yeah. you know give me sutton singing give yeah. me give me one more time um christine ebersole doing gray gardens give me kristen chenoweth singing my new philosophy yeah give, you know uh, there's in 25 years is, is a lot of time and that would be since this concert yeah. oh, so geez. where oh, let's let's get idina menzel singing i don't know the the her monologue from rent nobody wants to see that but I you know uh, but uh, you know her and i don't know i just think there's so it, oh it would be so magical to have something like that again and it's idealistic i don't know if it could possibly happen but um it really is a special concert so my favorite thing is my uh is my favorite broadway the, the leading, leading, leading ladies. ladies wow okay um i i am so i'm gonna watch it again tonight because gotcha. I, I love, I also love Jennifer Holiday doing. Um, uh, if he walked into if my, if he life. walked into my life, yes, and a jazzy well, version of it too. Yep. It's really good. And, and yes, I, 
you know, we, we, we say this all the time and we really do mean it, which is Kevin and I do not talk to each other about what the favorite things are going to be prior to getting on the air. Um, and there's always a fun coincidence. And here's, here's my favorite thing for this week. Um, Carnegie Hall, 1987. It still holds the record at Carnegie Hall for being the longest consecutive engagement. Three weeks at Carnegie Hall, my friends. This performer performed at Carnegie Hall, her solo show, three consecutive weeks in 1987. She had just gone out into the Betty Ford Clinic prior to having left the production of The Rink. Yes, my friends, also at Carnegie Hall today is Liza Carnegie Hall, 1987. I'm so excited. The full album is called At Carnegie Hall. Um, which also holds kind of an amazing record. Um, it was out of 200 uh, pop albums, um, pop music albums on the, on, the, on the Billboard 200. It's at 156, 156. Now, here's the really interesting thing about this, folks, and I really should have looked at this before I talked to you about it today. I don't think you can find it on Apple Music or Spotify. So you might actually have to go to Amazon and buy a copy of this. Um, and let me tell you, it is worth it. Um, the reason I'm talking about this today is very simple. Liza has been in the news a lot lately after the Academy Awards uh, section. I was sitting there and I, and I after Will Smith slap Chris Rock, I thought to myself, can this ceremony get any more bizarre? And indeed it did. Because for best picture, here comes Liza Minnelli. And she was so, she looked rattled, she looked confused. And it was a very, for a woman who exuded, who would still exude such strength um, and such like verve in her life, it was so sad to see her where she is right now. That's all. Uh, and Lady Gaga was incredibly helpful, although Michael Feinstein is now saying that they, sabot they sabotaged Liza. They um, sprung that wheelchair on her at the last minute. Mm. I don't know. Okay, cool. What I did love about that, I was like, this can't get any more bizarre. And then it did, because I am pretty sure a producer looked at Liza Minnelli and said, you're going to announce the Best Picture winner, but don't take up a lot of time because we're running long. And that's why she, Lady Gaga, the best picture goes to, and Lady, and she, and she looks at Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli goes, "Okay, Coda, Coda, best picture." She wow. was like, "I won't take any time. I have two lines. I'll, okay, I'll take a note. Okay, and Coda, great. I can. I'll, I'll make it one line. We'll we'll get out of here a little faster. That's how Daddy likes it. Um, and she was just like, "Okay, Coda." So I was like, yep, this is the cherry on top of the most absurd Oscar ceremony I've ever seen in my life. But it got me to thinking, which is, I think it's, I don't want anyone to be thinking about her in negative terms. Because first of all, she got herself out there. She was still funny. She was still vibrant. Um, so what, she's in a wheelchair, big fucking deal. And I thought to myself, we need to celebrate her. And let me tell you something, my friends. On my other podcast, this was a thing. Um, we Great did, podcast, love it, you. love that podcast. We did an Oscar bracket, and it was the Oscar bracket of the world of the mo awkward, Oscars most awkward moments. Um, and the winner for us was when Betty Davis went off script at the 1986 Oscars. That don't say that Liza was the most awkward thing ever to happen at the Oscars. 1986, Betty Davis off script. Oh, you don't know this? No, okay. what happened? I can't do, I, I, I'm not a good gay person because I can't do a, an actual Betty Davis impression. I can only do Betty Davis older in her life. So this actually is going to kind of fit my, my wheelhouse here. It was 1986. They had asked Betty Davis to come in and announce the best actor nominees and then give the best actor winner. So they brought her out and she's like, I'm shopping a beer. Now, young man, who are the best actors? The nominees. Now, if you remember, we know that we know this rule. What happens? The, the person goes, Kevin David Thomas for a little night music. And then it's a clip of you. Okay. She didn't read anyone's names. Uh oh. So the first clip starts to play of an actor. She doesn't say anything. Then out of nowhere, a second clip plays. Then she realizes she has to be saying the names. So she's like, James Woods. 
I'm missing. And it's like Sam Waterston. <laughs> and so it's like, everything is all screwed up. Anyway, the winner is Paul Newman. And uh, the, the, the voiceover goes, accepting the award for Paul Newman is uh, Robert Wise, who was like the president of the Film Academy and the director of Sound and Music, the director of West Side Story. He did not need any explanation of who he was whatsoever. That's like going into a Broadway house and someone being like, that's Patti Lapone. She's an mm. We all know who she is. Mm -hmm. So Robert Wise comes up to accept the Oscar and he goes to lean into the microphone and she goes, wait a minute. I want to say a few words about you, Mr. Wise. Do you know? And she starts giving Robert Wise's entire resume and biography and will not leave the podium. <laughs> to me, that is 10 times more awkward than, okay, Coda. But anyway, I wanted everyone to think of Liza in a positive light today. And so for me, um, I want us to look at Liza Minnelli at Carnegie Hall from 1987. What I love about this particular album more than anything is first of all, it's two albums, which is incredible. So you get four sides in total. It's her coming out of her rehabilitation. It's uh, people were very worried about her. And I think that this album, even just the first five songs show you her range and how brilliant of an actress she is and what a wonderful vocalist she was. Uh, Cause I know like you just said in the last one, you know, she wasn't in great voice, but she still performs. This album I think is her at the peak of her powers not only just in terms of music, but in terms of interpretation. She opens it up for, oh, and all the way, by the way, I thought you would love this. Um, it was, uh, music director was Marvin Hamlish. Uh, Fred Ebb did all the, uh, the, the new lyrics and all the book stuff. Um, and it's got a 47 piece orchestra. It, yes. starts, it starts with her singing, I happen to like New York, mm. Cole Porter. Then she moves into a medley of here I'll stay, our love is here to stay. Um, she sings songs from uh, uh, A House of Flowers. She sings Old Friends, which to me, I was like, how she never played Mary Flynn? Like, she would have been brilliant. Don't you think? Hands down. I mean, like that, uh, there's so many parts that I wish that we could have seen her play, but for sure. Can't you see her like sitting at the bar? So what do you do? I shrink. Yeah, exactly. So what, do you, what, no, what do you really do? Even I like, really hey, drink. Yes, all the songs. Right? Oh. Um, she does If You Had Him But You Did. So she she covers Jerry Herman, Comden and Green, uh, Candor and Ebb, obviously, um, all dressed in Halston. She does You Better Sit Down, Kids, the Sonny Bono song. But she, <laughs> but she marries it, no pun intended, to Married from Cabaret, mm. which is great. Um, she, she, and then of course at the end is her Candor and Ebb medley. She sounds better in 1987 than she's done in any other recording, I think, before or oh, since. Oh, wow. So, uh, you know, one of the things I really love in this album, there's no video record of it. So we can't- I'm shocked by that. I, I, I know. Would've, I would have thought that there was some, you know, no, bootleg so, or- No, so you can't, I mean, if there is out there, somebody let me know. Um, but you can't see, and she's clearly doing bits and, 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 and stuff. Oh, yeah. And so you have to guess what they are. But my favorite is, is right before she goes into, um, oh, sorry, uh, Ring Them Bells. There is, <laughs> Classic. There is one queen who recognizes the vamp and just screams. And I want to know who that queen is. I want to know, were you the screaming it's queen? It's got to be somebody we know. <laughs> that was like, because it she goes, she goes, gather around and we hear ah and i'm like got it she's doing business during if and that old queen is loving it as well so oh. i don't know who you are queen but come to me bend to me do, and do Let you have a video the, and yeah. do you have a video oh no he wouldn't have recorded it no because if he screamed and they saw him with the camera please oh, please the ushers were all over that oh they would oh absolutely oh. um she also does a very contemporary song at the time somewhere out there from an american tale <laughs> um which a critic the new york times critic on the concert said it's actually a brilliant choice because it sort of marries judy garland somewhere over the rainbow i see that through like a contemporary lens yeah, and i was like yeah. that's great but my personal favorite is when she's, her second to last song is Cabaret. Of course. And she goes, uh, uh, 
uh, she goes at the end, and when I go, and the lyric is, I'm going like Elsie. She goes, when I go, and she holds the note out forever, and then goes, I'm not going like, and the whole crowd goes. Loses it. They lose it. Because they know that she's going to be clean and sober now. Um, uh, everyone talks. No, I'm being serious. That's, I mean, yeah, that's, no, I mean, the I fact know, that she just changed what she had to, specific. Yeah. What she um, had to go through, you know? Yeah. So my, mine is Liza Minnelli at Carnegie Hall. And there's a moment in uh, Buckle Down Winsaki where there's like this very long pause and then the audience goes wild and you don't know what she's doing. Yeah. Folks, I did my research. I did my research. It was at the top of act two. She came out in a very like, nice brown dress and then during buckle down when Saki was like i don't feel comfortable ripped off the brown dress and underneath was a halston with sequins i was so just gonna say sequins so, had so to when be. they're going crazy folks that's why they're going crazy i at least was able to find that out amazing i know that everyone talks about judy at the palace and my friends i think if you want to find a rot an album that goes right up there with that seek out at carnegie hall liza minnelli 1987 Rob, I'm. I just tried to look it up on Apple Music, and it, it's. It, you're right. It's. It, I. I'm shocked that it's. I wonder why. I have. No, it, I have. Because I, it's. It's not a concert. We talk like we all talk about Judy the Palace. I have the the LP. You know, it, it is. You can get that everywhere. And I wonder if that's why we don't talk about this concert more. Is because it's just not accessible. It's just. Not, I, you know, there's there's no record of it. But it. It makes no. How did you listen to it? How were you able? Did you find it on YouTube? I, no, I had a CD of it years and years and years ago. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, I have it on my computer. Maybe I can find a way of like sharing it if somebody wants the Man, link. Man, it just but, like, kills me that you, it's just something that you can't, yeah. in this day and age where we can like literally get anything. Yeah. You know, we can't even And it get wasn't on Spotify, devices. right? No, I didn't. I, I could I not, think so. I couldn't find this folks. If you all Whoa. know of a way of accessing it, let us know. But once again, mine for this week was at Carnegie Hall, Liza Minnelli, 1987. Kevin's, once again, tying a thread in. My favorite Broadway, The Leading Ladies, also featuring Liza Minnelli, but just about 11 years after this. I love it. All right. So, friends, don't forget, join us this Saturday, which is April 30th, I believe. Yes, right. April 30th. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, for Stephen Sondheim Trivia. All the money goes to Maya's Hope, which is helping children with special needs over in the Ukraine right now because Lord knows they need it. Um, the, suggested the suggested donation the donation is $5. We suggest you can give more. All the money goes to them directly. All right, our, my friends, it was so nice getting to talk to you all. Goodbye for now. We miss you. We'll we see miss you soon. You. And we'll, we'll have more episodes soon. Yeah. We're getting yeah. back into the swing of things. All right. Till next time. Bye, everybody. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor, and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.